Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Revenants of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before, before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let us pray. Now, Father, we ask your presence in our midst this morning. For we are a troubled group facing many difficult issues that need to be resolved. We pray, Lord, that in this meeting of worship that our minds will be centered upon you and not upon the problems that we might face. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to our calling, to our commitment, to our service of you. We thank you for the love that we know is present Pray, Lord, that it would be a permeating effort throughout our lives. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Verse 2 states that the elders of the Hebrew people that are to be named have obtained a good report. And that good report was a report to God, not to man. A report that said they were well thought of by God because of one element in their life and one element only, and that was their faith. There were no references to anything else except that their faith caused them to live a certain life that was pleasing to God. There is no reference throughout this passage of Scripture to any of those things that were not acceptable in God's eyes. They received a good report. If there is anything that anybody ought to want in this life, 
shows the desire to have God's approval. And it matters little what man thinks of you. It matters little. For we pass through this life and are gone. And our names will hardly be remembered. But I tell you, it makes a big difference what God thinks about us and what His attitude toward us is. If there's anything you want or I want, it ought to be to want God's approval. Jesus was in the waters of baptism. He came up out of those waters. There was a voice that came down from heaven that all could hear. And those words were, This is my beloved Son. Hear Him. Not hear what we want Him to say, but hear what He does say. Sometimes we have a tendency in our weakness as human beings to shut out reality, to shut out truth, and deal with prejudices, or deal with our own little idiosyncrasies, or the things that we want, and fail to see what is it that God really is saying. I think what God wants to say more than anything else to all of us is, I want of you a good report. A child comes to mom and dad and says, Hey mom, see what I can do? And he or she turns a somersault at age two or three. And mom and dad gets up and claps and says, Bye, isn't that wonderful? I couldn't do that. Bragging and praising and saying to a child, you did a good job. I'm proud of you. And the thing I want out of God is I want someday for me to be able to say, or to rather for me to stand before God and God say, well done our good and faithful servant. When I hear those words, I don't care what any of you say. Not a one of you. And neither will you care what I said or what anybody else said. It's what God will say. This is not a part of the sermon, but let me tell you. See, I wrestled with this problem of divorce. Full year, resigned my pastorate, dealt with the issue whether or not I could continue in the pulpit, did a complete research of all that the scriptures had to say, counseled with a number of people, and when it was done and said, God said, I called you to the pulpit, you get back. why I'll stay in this one or in another one. That's no problem. See, God called me to the pastorate. You called me to the pulpit. And 
done with my ministry in this pulpit, I'll move on. But in this case, you're going to tell me. You're going to tell me. Then I'll move on. Okay. How am I and how are you going to achieve this well done, thou good and faithful servant, this winning of God's approval? I want to suggest quickly six things, and I'll have to hurry through them, or we uh, sort of messed up here a little bit in, in, in my opening introduction to this. Number one, if we want God to approve of us, we're going to have to do His will. And the scripture tells us it's not He that says, Lord, Lord, but he that does the will of my Father. And it is not whether I think I have done right or you think you have done right. It's whether God thinks we have done right. And all this must hinge all our decisions in life. Abel received a good report from God because of what he did, he brought a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. He worshiped God from the depths of his heart. In the New Testament, we have a lady by the name of Dorcas in the ninth chapter who died. And they called to Peter, and as the people began to gather around Peter, they were handing him the things that she had made. And we're saying, see, look what this woman did for me. It was her doing that was given God's approval. So what am I saying? Demonstrate your faith in God by your service of God through your fellow men. Jesus said, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. See, what we do to and with and for each other is done to Jesus Christ. Secondly, give him our total devotion. Sometimes, instead of giving God our total devotion, we center in on something that is of a personal concern to ourselves. But the scripture says in Romans chapter 12, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And sometimes we say, I can't do that, I can't do that. But the scripture says it's reasonable that every Christian present himself totally to God. When one is totally in the hands of God and his self, his body, his soul, his mind, his heart has been given to God, he will be doing what God expects, total devotion. Probably not one of us comes very close to achieving that expectation of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31, Paul speaking says, Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Do it all to the glory of God. Do you teach? 
reach to the glory of God? Do you mind all mind called to the glory of God? Are you a housewife? Bring that house to the glory of God. You sing in the choir, sing for God's glory. Are you an artist? Paint for the glory of God. Whatever you do and all that you do must be done for the glory of God. Thirdly, pray. The scripture tells us to pray without ceasing. Which means have continual conversation, communication with God. And you know, this is our problem. We go through periods of silence when God never hears our voice. Until we get into trouble, then we start saying, oh, please, God, do something now. And God's going to have to say, well, who are you? I haven't heard from you for a long time. This is what women do lots of times when they want to punish their husband is get into that silent mood. If you, you're not guilty of that, surely. Men do the same thing. We put on the silent treatment. But I think we have exercised too long the silent treatment of God when we haven't been in communication with Him. You parents know that when your kids quit talking, you had better start wondering what's going on. When that little baby is quiet, he's into something. When that teenager does not communicate with you, you better wonder where he's going and what he's doing and who he is with because he probably is trying to hide something from you. He no longer is talking. One of our girls went through that one time for several months. There was silence. I could not talk with her. And I found out to my dismay that things were not right in her life and she was trying to avoid my finding out about it. Fortunately, that time has passed and we're in good conversation today. The lines of communication must be kept open and God is sitting on his throne waiting for you and for me to come to talk and we don't come. And this does not please God. God wants us to communicate in our communication, we will find that he is pleased with us. Fourthly, we must have faith. The greatest honor that can be paid to anyone is to have complete trust in them. Complete trust. Total faith. Complete commitment. When we will hand ourselves over to our husband, to our wife, when children will trust completely in their parents, then we have a situation that is good and honorable. No fears. When we're right with God, we can go forward without fear. When we're right with God. The scripture says that perfect faith casts out David said in the 23rd Psalm, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, in other words, though I fear for my life, I will not fear, for thou art with me. 
We want to please God. We're going to reach out our hand and say, God, they hold my hand and lead me. Hand in hand. As that hymn says, place your hand in the hand of the man of Galilee. I may not understand what's going on in life, but I'll tell you one thing. I know who holds my hand. I know who I can depend on. I know in whom I can trust. Take my hand, Lord. Lead me on, Lord. That's got to be our prayer. Lastly, let me say that if we're going to please God, we need to walk with him. This is the thing that caused Enoch to receive such a tremendous approval from God. And that is that he walked daily with God. There's a hymn that we sometimes sing, just a closer walk with me. And that's what we need. I couldn't uh, quickly locate that hymn. I want to read another one that I think has some a message in it. Very good message. It says, I walk with the king. Listen to it. And I want to close with these words. In sorrow I wandered, my spirit oppressed, now I am happy. Securely I rest. From morning till evening, glad carols I sing. And this is the reason I walk with the king. For years in the fetters of sin I was bound. The world could not help me. No comfort I found. But now, like the birds and the sunbeams of spring, I am free and rejoicing. I walk with the king. Oh, soul, in your despair, in the lowlands of strife, look up and let Jesus come into your life. The joy of salvation to you he would bring. Come into the sunlight. Walk with the King. Listen to the chorus. I walk with the King. Hallelujah. I walk with the King. Praise his name. No longer I roam. My soul faces home. I walk. I talk with the king. Let me tell you something. I walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. I talk with him. I know who he is personally. I have no problems with my walk. I hope you can say the same. If you're not a Christian, not walking at all with the Lord Jesus. If you are a Christian, but you've been wayward in your Christian life, it's time to go walking with the King. And I invite you to come forward this morning and make that invitation known. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com 
www.sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.